Hi, I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Phipps. Welcome to Shifting Ears, the internal podcast that we're starting here at Valley Metro. Talking about all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Hey, Maddie, what are some of the top projects we have coming up for Valley Metro? Well, I'm glad you asked, Brittany. That's not Maddie. Who's joining us today? It's me, Peter. We are so excited to have Peter Valenzuela from the planning department joining us on Shifting Gears. You may have heard him before with his Thanksgiving fiasco and also telling us how to map our future in episode 12. So now we're excited that he's joining us while Maddie's on maternity leave. So Peter, what do you do at Valley Metro? I'm a planner with the capital development team here. I've been here for a little over four years. I started off as an intern while I was still going to ASU to get my planning degree. And I did that for a year until the internship was over. And then Valley Metro was just so impressed with my internship work that they offered me a Planner One position. And now I'm a Planner Two. That's very exciting. So you threw out all these Planner names and everything, but what do you do on a daily basis? Are you trying to get me fired? No, I just (laughs) want to know what you do. I know you run a drone. You fly a drone now. This feels like an interrogation. What do you do all day, Brittany? I send out tweets. People know what I do, Peter. That's accountability right there. Fair enough. So on a daily basis, I mostly assist with some of the bigger capital development projects that we have going on here. Right now, I'm doing some work with the Capital Extension Project and Cap 10 Project, if people are familiar with those. Light Rail is expanding towards the Capitol building, and I'm doing work on that. I do a little bit of work on the South Central Extension Project, but at this point, they're pretty much out of the planning phase and obviously in construction if you've been on Central Avenue. I assist with some of the alternative analysis and studies uh, all around the Valley for any of the member cities that want to expand transit or or look into how they could do that. So your role is very much looking at the future and what the future of Valley Metro holds, right? Correct. The job's never done. Nobody has a perfect transit system. So we're always trying to improve it, trying to make it better, trying to expand it, reach as many people as we possibly can. And I do assist with that, yes. Peter, that's the perfect segue because today we're talking to your boss. Yes, that's right, Brittany. We are talking to my boss. He's actually my boss's boss, Henry Ikwit-Ukwit. And Henry is filling some pretty big shoes because if you've been around Valley Metro for a while, you know Wolf Grote and the legacy that he had here. But Henry is ready to usher in a new era at Valley Metro. Oh, the man, the myth, the legend that is Wolf. He has definitely left his fingerprints all over this agency and the Valley as a whole. So yeah, Henry definitely has some big shoes to fill, but he's no slouch. And I think one of the most exciting things about Henry is that he's a transit user. So having all this history and background and knowledge in the transit industry and then being a user puts him just one step higher than a lot of other people here at the agency. Yeah, I love that about him. I love that he uses transit. It's really awesome for myself. Um, I think all the planners would speak to that as well. Most of the planning department tries to use transit themselves. We want to put ourselves in the shoes of our riders as we're planning these things, as we're planning the expansion and we're looking at different station areas and things like that. We want to know what what the experience is like for the rider. So having someone who definitely helps move the needle on, on the way the agency works, who uses transit is definitely a plus in my book. 
So let's get right to Henry and find out what he's doing at Valley Metro that's going to launch us into the next couple years and decades even of transit in the Valley and what it's like to be a transit user. My name is Henry Ikutukwa, Director of Capital Development, and I've been with Valley Metro seven months. My career in transit started out by accident. Let me say that off the cuff. I left grad school in 2000 with an internship with Parsons Corporation. That internship opened the door for me to join Parsons Corporation and they put me in their transportation group. The first job that they put me on was the Atlanta Chattanooga Maglev Rail Development. That basically opened the door for me to get into rail transportation. I got involved in all kinds of planning that was going on in Atlanta at the time. Then I left Parsons, went to work for URS Corporation, the prime consultant on the transit agency in Atlanta. Working for MARDA basically opened my eyes to everything that transit was. I grew up taking bus everywhere I went. Transit was not new to me, but you really didn't know what went on in the background. And as a consultant for MARDA, I was able to basically touch every part of the agency, from the finance to the vehicles on the road, on the street, to the maintenance shops, to the workforce development, and then to the funding that goes into implementing a lot of the future programs that are coming up. My background is engineering. I'm a civil engineer. All my degrees are in engineering. I have a minor in public policy, which is where my planning pedigree came from. And one thing I quickly recognized was by the time it gets to engineering, a lot of decisions had been set in stone. And I realized that those decisions were made when they were doing the plans. And in my engineering tasks, I saw a lot of things that I would have done differently. So gradually, I moved my focus from engineering to planning, where I can impact those decisions. So two years at URS, I left to work for HDR. I again left HDR to work for a small boutique firm called Day Wilborn Associates, a consulting firm. It was while I was with Day Wilborn that I made the decision I will start my own consulting company. And I reached out to my boss, Rod Wilborn, who was the owner of the company, and uh, he supported my move. And then one day I was sitting in my office and I got a call from Marder saying, well, we need you to consider becoming our planning manager. And I was adamant. I said, no, um, my goal is to open my own consulting firm. So... I'm not interested. Uh, Two weeks later, they called me again. And this time I went to talk to Rod. Rod said, well, you might consider it because you've always been in the private sector. This may be your opportunity to get to know and network with people in the public sector. So I still refused. They called me a third time. And this time I now took it seriously, considering the advice from Rod Wilburn. And I decided to put in my name, and um, I was appointed the planning manager for MARDA, and that's how I got into public transit. I worked at MARDA for three years and was now ready to leave back in 2007 when the Atlanta Beltline project landed in my laps, literally. The Beltline was basically a, a system of abandoned railroad 
corridors that surrounded the inner core of the city of Atlanta. And a graduate student uh, at Georgia Tech came up with the idea of joining them together and turning them into a transit transportation corridor. It was an out-of-the-box vision that it took a lot of people a while to really jump on the schedule that this is a great idea. But once they did, the community just bought it. And it landed on my lap as the person who will lead the first study of the Atlanta Beltline. So incidentally, I just could not leave at that time. So I stayed on another three years to marshal the Beltline study through. We completed a tier one EIS that solidified the ideas of uh, Ryan Gravel. He's the original um, visionary of the Beltline. And that's how I got into transit and I got stuck in it. It took me another three years of completing the Beltline before I finally established my own company after I left Mar. I ran that for three years, sold it, I went to work for uh, the Birmingham Transit System. And I worked there for three years. And then now the Beltline has really matured. And they now hired me back as the director of transportation for the Beltline with the goal of actually putting transit in the Beltline corridor. So I was working at the Beltline for, I think I had been there for four years when the opportunity at Valley Metro came up. And like I said at the beginning, from my familiarity uh, with the, what, what was going on here, it was an easy transition for me to make the decision to come here. Another part of this is I have a family in, my family is in Los Angeles. Uh, so I also felt it would be easier to go see them from Phoenix than it is seeing them from Atlanta. So I don't have to fly across the continent just to go see them. I can just drive over a weekend, you know. So those were a little bit of a shorter trip. Yeah, a lot shorter trip. Yes, family definitely makes it easier to move, I think, when you know that you have them there. Um, I went to North Carolina for a year and flying back and forth was no fun. It was an easy decision for me to come back home. So getting close to be closer to your family for sure in LA, yeah. definitely a quicker trip. Definitely. I think being close to family has uh, its, its ups and its downs. I'm back home where my family all lives and I'm kind of thinking maybe I should head back out to California. <laughs> well, there's a yeah. season for everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had big shoes to fill. We previously had Wolf Grote in this role. And what did you feel coming into this role? What were you looking towards? Well, uh, Wolf uh, is somebody I know about. Uh, I met him back in 2018, 2019, uh, both years. Uh, when I came here for the conference and I spoke with him. So I'm familiar with his history, his accomplishment, his pedigree uh, in the industry. So yes, you're right, uh, big shoe to fill. But he also brought me up on what was going on here at the time and his view and vision for the future. So I took that with me uh, with no intention of really coming here at the time. When the opportunity offered itself, it sounded familiar. It felt familiar because I had spoken to Wolf uh, and I had 
seeing all that was going on here and felt like um, I could contribute. Henry, you talked a little bit about Wolf's vision for the future of this department and Valley Metro as a whole. You know, do you think that you guys have a lot of alignment or, or do you have somewhat of a, a different perspective for a vision? You know, things change as you go. Even those of us who contemplate and look into the future, something I call visionaries, you know, because you really have to be a visionary to be someone who will build infrastructure that will outlast generations. You have to be a visionary to be able to put in place something that will still be relevant decades after everybody is gone. And you don't really know what the world will look like uh, going forward. Recognizing that Wolf has been somebody who himself uh, also looked to the, to the future. There were areas where we aligned the expansion of the light rail system, the bus system, and there were areas where I think we don't necessarily disagree, but uh, I think we we differ on timing. And that will be in the area of uh, innovative technologies on the horizon now. How quickly do we adopt those technologies? Do we become the guinea pig or do we prepare ourselves to jump in when the time is right? So I would say those are the areas where we kind of differ. I'm of the school of thought that as long as you don't have to spend money, you can do anything that comes around test pilot programs. I'm all for it. But considering the major infrastructure that is in front of us, I am not very eager to step into areas where the technology is not proven. You don't want to take one step forward and take two steps back. Henry, you credit your work with MARTA as kind of getting you heavily involved with public transit. But it, it sounds to me like you've always been very familiar with public transit from a young age as a, as a user. I know you currently use transit almost exclusively or as, as much as you can. How important do you think it is for your role here at Valley Metro and for all of us in the agency who, who plan transit to actually be users of transit? You cannot put a value on that. That is necessary. In my role, at every stage, I've always used the product that we put out there. And that is the only way you will really know if what you have out there is working. And you will experience it the way that you will never experience it if you're just taking a ride. Um, I always tell people you have to take transit to your important destinations. Uh, you're going to the airport, you're going to school, you're going to shop. If you are just riding along, you don't feel the same pressure that you feel when you have to catch an airplane and the transit is running late. So you really have to use it as a user. Um, I emphasize that all the time. And I intend to continue doing so it's critical for you to now see how your customers see your product. That's been a cornerstone of my vision. You mentioned earlier that you walk all the time, obviously, as a transit user. That just comes in second nature. But you're also looking into getting a scooter. So can you tell us what kind of scooter you want to get? Well, in the hot sun here, exerting yourself, either biking or on a scooter that you have to propel, it creates stress. You're not going to come to work and get into a shower. Uh, we don't have those kind of facilities here. So 
when it is really hard, I don't want to be stressing myself uh, to get here. And then I don't want to be in the sun for too long. So that's why I was looking to get a scooter. Not, I will still be walking all the time. My primary mode of transportation is walking. <laughs> um, and that's why I like to live in the urban area where a lot of the things that I need uh, will be around me. So I wouldn't have the need to make daily trips to your necessities. That said, uh, the scooter I want will be one that I probably electrified, that, so electric scooter, uh, so I can just get on it. And, and sometimes maybe I'm running late, so that will help me get to where I'm going to faster. Sometime, I think when I was in grad school, I had a biking accident, a very bad one. Uh, when somebody ran a red light and took me off, took me out, literally, uh, I ended up in the hospital. So biking, riding a scooter in vehicular traffic, I feel a little queasy about that, you know. So I don't intend to ride the scooter in major traffic. I'm safety first. I'm going to be wearing my helmet. And then when I get to the office, I can take it in, you know. Uh, most of the time, it will either be in the office or at home. It's only when I need to ride it, uh, when the sun is hot, when I'm running a little behind, that I will actually bring it up. But my, my primary mode of transportation will still be uh, being a pedestrian. And because of that, and as a transit user, those two are intertwined pedestrian infrastructure and transit development are intertwined. You cannot separate. Well, and I was going to say, you have a great outlook because obviously you're walking everywhere as a pedestrian, you're taking transit. Now you're in our planning department to, like you said, you get to put those engineering measures in at the beginning stages rather than getting them in the back end and going, oh, this is set in stone. So what have you learned from MARTA that you're bringing to Valley Metro to improve our infrastructure in the future? Well, I think one of the areas, and I, I will give uh, Phoenix uh, kudos for that, they have a good system of sidewalks within the inner core of the city that I'm familiar with. You know, I don't know that the biking infrastructure is similarly developed. I haven't really used biking right now. But just walking around, I haven't seen as many or as much bike lanes as I would have liked to see. But that might be because they permit you to ride in the traffic lanes. So that might be the reason why they haven't really developed a separate infrastructure for biking. I will have to look into that. At Mother, on the other hand, Atlanta is very hilly. It's not as flat as Phoenix is. So there is the need to really develop the pedestrian infrastructure. So one of the things we've done at MARDA is to always develop the station areas where the trains are around major bus stops and bus stations, develop the pedestrian infrastructure that feed into those areas so that when you get out from the transit system, you are not in danger as a pedestrian. So that is some of the things I will bring here that when uh, we start talking about our station areas, 
And as development comes into our station areas, I ask my staff here to start working with the rail cities, specifically Phoenix, Mesa, and Tempe, on how we can have input in a formal way into how development occurs around our station. And that is, we, we're working on that now. I have some staff that is putting that together. Uh, we will be making this as a, we'll work together with the rail series to see how this can be formally implemented. Right now, we do offer opinion or they make us aware of how, what developments are coming around our rail stations. But I want to formalize that relationship. I want to formalize that transaction so that uh, Valley Metro can have a voice, just uh, an advisory role on how development occurs around our stations. We're not going to take that away from the cities. The cities will always have the decision on how they deal with developments around our station, but they will do that with advice from Valley Metro. And towards that goal, we will be updating our station area guideline. Uh, I think there was something like that that was developed before when the system was initially built. We will update that and share that with the cities so that we can now formally uh, contribute to how development happens around our station. And our focus will be urban design, uh, aesthetics, uh, as well as a pedestrian infrastructure. Henry, I think you're touching on some great strategies for optimizing, you know, our station areas. As someone newer to the agency, how do you balance the focus for uh, the department as we are continuing to expand our rail projects and our big capital development projects? Great question. Uh, let me tell you, you can be distracted if you don't multitask. Uh, you can focus in one area to the detriment of the others. My vision here when I came on board really was, okay, we have a 60-mile light rail in the original plans. How do we make sure that we get that accomplished so that we will remain true? Uh, we can go back to our community and tell them, yes, we've done what we set out to do. That's always been my, my vision uh, when I came here. I'm going to do whatever I can to see that we can complete the 60-mile rail vision that we originally had. And of course, that builds into the Prop 400 extension conversation, you know. So, so that is one area, okay? And I'm working with MAG and with our cities and the entire conversation around how this goes to referendum and hopefully this will be successful. We're working on that. On the other side, is you have a 20-mile system that is maturing, the original 20-mile that we built. And to our own good, uh, a lot of developments have been attracted uh, to our station areas. But we need to pay attention to how those developments are happening. If you don't put attention into those areas, uh, you will find out that the character of development around those station areas can begin to take away from what you originally planned. So we have to pay attention to how that happens. Arriving here, I realized that uh, we did not have a formal way of contributing to that process. 
So I immediately got to work to ask staff to develop this, what I called a development review committee, DRC, that we will be taking to the series to have conversation with them about how do we set up this development review committee that will work together. Again, I will have to emphasize the series will still be the ones who make the decision because Valley Metro does not make land use decisions. It's just for us to contribute in a formal way to how that decision is made. And that will help us to create the kind of system that will enhance ridership, enhance walkability around uh, the, the station areas, enhance urban design guidelines and aesthetics you know, around the, uh, the stations. Of course, preserve the history of where those stations are, incorporate those history uh, to emphasize what this place was before the station came there. So there are a lot of things that we will be doing uh, as we roll out this uh, idea. We know what lies ahead for Valley Metro. So what lies ahead for Henry? What <laughs> lies in my future? Well, as you know, I've only been here six months plus seven months. So I'm still in my introductory period to Valley Metro and to the Sun Valley region. I still live in a rented apartment. Of course, eventually, as I settle down, I will get involved in the community, buy my own home, and uh, set down roots here. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Maybe over time, my family may move from uh, Los Angeles uh, to join me here. But that decision hasn't been made. You know, kids are still in school and everything. They like their friends there, but they, they don't know yet that there are better friends in the valley, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I look forward to uh, meeting other uh, thought leaders in the region, contributing in my own little way to the economic vitality of this region, uh, using the transit system as the backbone of that. So I plan to be here a long time and set down roots. I know that you said it will be little contributions, Henry, but I think with the plans you have for Valley Metro, I think those are going to be a little bit bigger than you're expecting for generations to come, for sure. Thank you. And uh, I believe so. I go to old cities and I see what we have built hundreds of years ago, uh, still running. So I always approach my job with that notion that... Um, whatever we put down will likely be here hundreds of years from now. And therefore, uh, we need to be cognizant of that. Yeah. And by the way, just so everyone knows, Henry is my boss. So, I'm definitely <laughs> going to say I'm glad he's here. But I genuinely do feel that way, Henry, now that you're part of the team and the experience that you bring and, and the things that you've talked about really put things in perspective for me, for where you're coming from in, in a positive way. And I, I am excited to see the things that, uh, that we do together moving forward. Thank you, Peter. The team is actually the best that I could have hoped for. Just let me take a little uh, two minutes to state this. When I left Atlanta to come to Phoenix, I left with two luggages and a backpack. So I was ready to come in, meet the team. When you have four major construction projects going on at the same time, I wanted to be on the ground to see what was going on. In the middle of the pandemic, everybody was asking me, why are you going to Phoenix? You can walk from Atlanta. I say, yeah, I can do that. But I am leading four construction projects. 
And there is no way I can sit in Atlanta and lead four construction projects that are happening in Phoenix. So I need to go there and see what's going on. Uh, and I will come back. So I left Atlanta thinking I would be back in two weeks. Well, I went back after six months because I just got back from Atlanta. Um, <laughs> by the time I arrived here and met the team here, I was really received. They brought me in, showed me what was going on. And I have to tell the listeners, this is the best planning, construction, capital development team anywhere in the country. I would put them against anybody's. Uh, I think I have the best team. So all that we will achieve will be because of the team we have here. That's so exciting. What a great compliment you just got, Peter. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first, everybody. We're the best. <laughs> Thanks, Henry. Is there any other things that you want to mention to tell us? Another reason why I'm here, I play a lot of golf. So I hear there is good golf here. So I'll be looking forward to that when the time comes. But right now, yeah. I haven't gone out to play much yet. But um, well, that makes sense. But I was going to say, with all this monsoon rain, all the golf courses come fall should be flush and, and green. green. And so, yes, yeah, so you'll have time to head out, yeah. hit the links. But you have four construction projects, so you're yeah. right. You don't know when you're yeah, going to get exactly. out. <laughs> Peter, I learned so many valuable things because Madeline really gets to handle a lot of the capital development side and I get everything once it comes in service. So now I feel like I'm super in the know because Henry just told me all these things on the horizon and what we're looking forward to. What were you most excited about? I think my favorite part was probably just the fact that Henry is future focused. You know, he wants to build his roots here. He wants to take this agency to the next level. I work directly for him, so I'm interested to see what's gonna go on, but it sounds like he's got some very big ideas for the agency. You he talked a little bit about the fact that there are other agencies that have been around for a long time and we're fairly new for rail, but it's going to be here for a long time. And how do we make that better? How do we improve it and how do we grow it? So I think he's got a great mind for that and I'm excited to see it. Well, and I just loved him talking about the Beltline and how that idea came so out of the box. That's what we're looking for. New, innovative ideas and ways to move people throughout this very sprawled out valley. He said it, he lives in the urban area because he knows he has transit there and he can get around. I think that that's a huge component of getting people to understand the valley such a giant sprawl. You have to figure out how to move those people a little bit faster. And I'm excited Henry's here to do that. And it's only sprawling more. You know, right now I'm doing some research that we're looking into our next iteration of quality of life. That's not news to anybody though. We live here in the valley and we're kind of moving outward. How do you plan for that? As populations grow and employment hubs shift, how are we responding to that? And it seems like Henry's up to the job. And getting back to that important point of him being a transit user, I mean, boots on the ground for sure getting to know the system i mean yeah. it's not all sunshine and roses out there sometimes you're standing in the 110 heat because you missed that bus so getting that firsthand insight from henry i think is huge and i think we all can benefit by taking transit at least once a week if not more to get to our different locations that's what i love about henry i think he walks the walk and he talks the talk to your point, if we work here at this agency, if we promote transit, we should be using it. And I think the fact that Henry does and he promotes it and he truly believes in it will hopefully be more inspiring, not just for people within the agency, but for whoever listens to this. Speaking about walking the walk and talking the talk, 
October is Rideshare Month, and we're going to be talking all things Rideshare and how you can get involved and you can get prizes even for taking transit. So one more incentive to Me? A, everybody, everybody who works at Valley Metro, you can win prizes for taking transit. Peter, everybody loves prizes, and people also love knowing about the agency and where they work. So if you have ideas for the podcast or you want to know specific things about Valley Metro, let us know. Give us an email, shout us out at podcast at valleymetro.org. And we'd love to hear all of your suggestions so we can tell you all about Valley Metro. For Valley Metro, I'm Peter Valenzuela. I'm Brittany Hoffman. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop. <laughs> <laughs>